Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everybody, welcome to God's Whole Story. My name is Ryan. I'm here today with Chris and Lisa Weaver. Welcome, Lisa. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, Since you've never done this before, could you just tell us a little bit about what you do here at Worship Center? Yeah, I have the privilege of working here in the missions department with local and global outreach with my good friend, Chris Lossbaugh. Oh. You've just got the entirety of the outreach department on the podcast today. <laughs> Today's podcast featuring our missions department. <laughs> it's been brought to you by... I mean, by... plus everybody that's like out everywhere. Of course, but <laughs> as far as the staff uh, quotient of our team, this is us. We are 100% here. Wow. Yes. Wow. How about that? There you go. All right. So uh, we are looking at, we're basically closing out 2 Corinthians today. Uh, There is some interesting stuff here to talk about. And so, missions team, what stood out (laughs) to you guys as we walked through this? Well, I mean, we've got the super apostles again. So if we want to talk about missionaries, they're, you know, sometimes looked at as the super apostles, but actually Paul is flipping that upside down that he's saying, I am not one of these super apostles. I am... Not this perfect picture of what the hero should be. I'm not eloquent. I'm not uh, maybe particularly great looking. In fact, if you look at all the things that Paul has gone through, I'm pretty sure that his physical appearance would be a little bit um, gasp-worthy. Poor Poor ugly Paul. (laughs) Yeah. Nobody wants to look at him when he preaches. Maybe he'd be good for a podcast. Podcast Paul. There we go. (laughs) He probably had a great voice. Maybe Paul, maybe that's why he wrote letters so much. It's like all those <clears throat> stone gashes in his face. And... I signed this with my own handwriting, not my photo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> well, look what's happening already. Uh, we're already off the rails, actually. <laughs> uh, actually, he gives like his, uh, this is Second Corinthians 11. Um, he kind of gives like his pedigree and it's terrible. Like all the things he's been through is like, who's signing up for that? So, the one of the cool things about that particular passage is it's actually in a very uh, strategic literary form that the Corinthians would understand. Something that's called a, a Socratic apology, and so when when you hear Paul talking as if I'm a fool or that I'm playing the fool, he actually he's doing that on purpose to let everybody know this is the kind of literary device I'm using. Uh, so I'm it, I'm trying to say like, look at me, I'm so great, I, I boast all these things, but he's boasting in everything that's foolish boast in everything that's weak, which, Lisa, you pointed out that that's such a, a kingdom kind of perspective. Um, yeah, talk, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I think um, just the kingdom of God and the times that Jesus has talked about it in the Bible, it's so different than maybe what we think it would be. And Jesus often presents uh, the opposite of what we would think of the kingdom of God. Mm. And here, how Paul is talking about being weak is actually being strong and uh, not boasting, not not giving into pride and arrogance, but coming in humility and knowing um, who he is in Christ, but also his words, and but also living them out as well and using them to encourage the believers. Yeah, we were kind of joking uh, before we started recording, just because we're the outreach department. You know, imagine this as kind of a a missionary newsletter. And, you know, of course, we want to celebrate healings and miracles and salvations. We always want to do that. But Paul's kind of got like his little stat bar uh, of his missionary newsletter here. And it's like five shipwrecks and this many nights adrift and danger from here and danger from there. And it's 
it's actually, yeah, that actually is like worthy things that are worthy to face for, for the kingdom. Uh, so that's just, it's a bit of a different take. Paul's missionary newsletter right here. <laughs> Paul's post, maybe not his podcast. This was his post. When you're a missionary, you always have to come up with like a clever name. I used to have Chris's Chronicle. Yeah, oh, it's, it's um, the letters can start with the same. What is that called? Alliteration? Yes. Yeah, the yeah. first letters. Did you have one, Lisa? Lisa's letters. Hey, Chris's oh, Chronicle. It's a good thing you're an L. That's, yeah. That makes it pretty simple. Yeah. Very easy. Wow. There we go. I mean, hey, we're just we're just giving away all the secrets right here. <laughs> so that's from... just, if there's alliteration, you just make so much more. <laughs> there's so much more giving. Just the, the gates are open. Well, actually, there was, there was one point in here. Actually, Paul did the alliteration. I was like, there it is. <laughs> I've... I don't know if I'll find it. It's probably not that important. It's probably the NLT editors were like, let's alliterate this. Rescue us from our outreach department, Ryan. Rescue us. Uh, well, I mean, just talking about weaknesses and things that he endured. I mean, I've, I've heard this talked about quite a bit, but what's the deal with this thorn in the flesh thing? I mean, he Paul goes on to, like, first of all, he talks about a third heaven. What in the world is that? And he talks about how there's a messenger of Satan in his flesh. That sounds like kind of a big deal. Uh, and probably something that we would not like to have, I would guess. Yeah, I don't think Paul wanted to have it either. <laughs> well, I mean... I mean, it says three times I begged the Lord to take it away, so this isn't just like I got a pebble in my shoe. Yeah. Um, this was significant enough, and I there's been... Everybody speculates on what this might there's be. There's a ton of speculation on this, yeah. Um, what are some of the ones you've heard? Um, I actually can't... I, I can't point to, like, one thing. I mean, I like... Um, I think one of them was that he's not a great speaker. Mm-hmm. I've um, heard that. I would say that's the primary one I've heard. I've heard that uh, they, people speculate maybe he had bad eyesight because at one point in one of his letters, he says, look what large writing I signed my own name. And they thought, well, he had to do that because he couldn't see. That might be a bit of a stretch. Uh, some people also thought he had stomach problems because he was giving some stomach advice to Timothy, uh, how to deal with his ailments. His stomach advice is drink wine, by the way. It, it, it is. Yeah. But like you know, that. that's for another day. Um, I actually, the one I lean towards the most is the most reoccurring pain in Paul's backside mm. is these false teachers that come in and like stir up all this trouble in the churches that he's planted, that they are continuously following him, perverting what he's done and making, you know, giving him a lot of great anguish that that's the one I actually lean towards, that they're this thorn in his flesh. And, you know, sometimes when you've got guys opposing your ministry, you might say, God, can you just mm-hmm. make it stop? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the one I personally lean towards, but we don't really know. The cool thing, though, is... And, um, not so cool, but the unique thing, Paul begged the Lord to take it away and Jesus didn't do it. Uh, he didn't answer this prayer. He just said, you know what? I'm not going to remove this challenge. I'm going to give you the strength to endure it. Um, I think about so many of the prayers that I pray, I pray God take it away kind of prayers. And if I want to be more like Paul, I should be praying for the strength to endure whatever comes my way. Well, he did. He did ask for it to be taken away. That God was just like, no. <laughs> so you don't know until I, you ask. Yeah, I guess. So maybe then I can say, God, take it away, but if not, give me the strength to endure. Yeah, I, I guess. I yeah. The, the part B. Uh, so another thing that sticks out to me is towards Second uh, Corinthians twelve twenty one. He kind of lists out. Actually, his, his whole thought from here is kind of, I don't know, like it, it's not super nice. Like Paul's like, hey, I'm coming, and if I find things I don't like. You're going to experience God's authority. Like, <laughs> what? You can't say they weren't warned. Uh, they've been warned extensively, actually. Um, and he, he's just very direct. But what, what's interesting to me is what he lists as things he's concerned about finding. 
So he says, I'm afraid that I will find quarreling, jealousy, anger, selfishness, slander, gossip, arrogance, and disorderly behavior. I think that if I were to ask everybody to make a list of terrible sins, most likely those things would not be anywhere near the top. Uh, because actually, it's possible that some of these are favorite sins that we like to more accommodate. Ac- acceptable sins, right? Uh, man. Yeah, I think about different Christian circles I've been a part of where gossip actually just becomes part of the joke. Like, oh, you know, those gossip people. Hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, I think Paul would have brought some authority to that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good observation. Then, I mean, we wrap up the day with Paul being so long-winded that somebody falls out of a window and dies. Uh, I, lo- to I love how this is just like a footnote. <laughs> I was like, yeah, they were up until midnight because he was preaching so long, and then this kid died because he fell asleep. Also, if you're gonna fall, if you're feeling sleepy, just life tip for life: don't sit in windows three stories <laughs> up. You know. Uh, but God goes and just raises him from the dead because that was spoken like a youth pastor. What life tips for life tips when, for life? That's a sleepy. that's a Heather Bivens quote. I've okay. heard that from her several times. Um, but yeah, if you're gonna, yeah, if you're gonna fall asleep, don't do it in high places. So Luke, who wrote. Acts. Yeah. Obviously thinks Paul can get a little long-winded sometimes. Well, yeah, because Paul just, Paul raises this person from the dead and then just preaches more until dawn. Yeah. <laughs> like he actually didn't get the hint at all. He's like, Paul, people are literally dying because you've been preaching too long. But they did get to eat in between there. Am yeah, who right? eats at midnight? <laughs> Honestly. People. Eesh. Paul, take the hint, man. M- maybe people that started listening around four. I guess. I guess. <laughs> Maybe there was a whole new crowd after the dead kid wasn't dead anymore. That very well could be. Yikes. I do appreciate how it just wraps up. Meanwhile, the young man was taken home alive and well, and everyone was greatly relieved. It is very funny how resurrections, a lot of times in the New Testament, are just like, yeah, whatever. Actually, the Old Testament, too. There's some resurrections. The Old hey, we're going to get to meet like, this guy yeah, whatever. Hey, you were, <laughs> you were the sleepy dude. Yeah. yeah. You're the one who uh, fell asleep in the Bible. Wow. All right, guys. Wow, what a day. Uh, Tomorrow we'll be back. We'll be digging into Axe. And uh, yeah, looks like we're just in Axe tomorrow. So uh, we'll be back. We'll see you tomorrow. See you. Bye. Bye. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, starting verse 1. I hope you will put up with a little more of my foolishness. Please bear with me, for I am jealous for you and with the jealousy of God himself. I promised you as a pure bride to one husband, Christ. But I fear that somehow your pure and undivided devotion to Christ will be corrupted, just as Eve was deceived by the cunning ways of the serpent. You happily put up with whatever whatever anyone tells you, even if they preach a different Jesus than the one we preach, or a different kind of spirit than the one you received, or a different kind of gospel than the one you believed. But I don't consider myself inferior in any way to these super apostles who teach such things. I may be unskilled as a speaker, but I'm not lacking in knowledge. We have made this clear to you in every possible way. Was I wrong when I humbled myself and honored you by preaching God's good news to you without expecting anything in return? I robbed other churches by accepting their contributions so I could serve you at no cost. And when I was with you and didn't have enough to live on, I did not become a financial burden to anyone. For the brothers who came from Macedonia brought me all that I needed. I have never been a burden to you and I never will be. As surely as the truth of Christ in me is in me, no one in all of Greece will ever stop me from boasting about this. Why? Because I don't love you. God knows that I do. But I will continue doing what I have always done. This will undercut those who are looking for an opportunity to boast that their work is just like ours. These people are false apostles. They are deceitful workers who disguise themselves as as apostles of Christ. But I am not surprised. Even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no wonder that 
his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. In the end, they will get the punishment their wicked deeds deserve. Again, I tell you, again, I say, don't think that I am a fool to talk like this. But even if you do, listen to me as you would to a foolish person. While I also boast a little, such boasting is not from the Lord, but I am acting like a fool. And since others boast about their human achievements, I will too. After all, you think you are so wise, but you enjoy putting up with fools. You put up with it when someone enslaves you, takes everything you have, takes advantage of you, takes control of everything, and slaps you in the face. I'm ashamed to say that we've been too weak to do that. But whatever they dare to boast about, I'm talking like a fool again, I dare to boast about too. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they descendants of Abraham? So am I. Are they servants of Christ? I know I sound like a madman, but I have served him far more. I have worked harder, been put in prison more often, been whipped times without number, and faced death again and again. Five different times the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent the whole night and a day adrift at sea. I traveled on many long journeys. I have faced dangers from rivers and robbers. I have faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. I faced danger in the cities, in the desert, and on the seas. And I have faced danger from men who claim to be believers but are not. I have worked hard and long, enduring many sleepless nights. I have been hungry and thirsty and have often gone without food. I have shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm. Then besides all this, I have the daily burden of my concern for all the churches. Who is weak without my feeling that weakness? Who is led astray and I do not burn with anger? If I must boast, I would rather boast about the things that show how weak I am. God, the Father of our Lord Jesus, who is worthy of eternal praise, knows I am not lying. When I was in Damascus, the governor under King Irtus kept guards at the city gate to catch me. I had to be lowered in a basket through a window in the city wall to escape from him. This boasting will do no good, but I must go on. I will reluctantly tell you about the visions and revelations from the Lord. I was caught up to the third heaven 14 years ago. Whenever I was in my body or out of my body, I don't know. Only God knows. Yes, only God knows whether I was in my body or outside of my body. But I do not. I do know that I was caught up to paradise and heard things so astonishing they cannot be expressed in words, things no human is allowed to tell. That experience is worth boasting about, but I'm not going to do it. I will boast only about my weakness. If I wanted to boast, I would be no fool in doing so because I would be telling the truth. But I won't do it because I don't want anyone to give me credit beyond what they can see in my life or hear in my message, even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God. So keep me, so to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me, to keep me from becoming proud. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me that's why I take pleasure in my weakness and in my insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. You have made me act like a fool. You ought to be writing commendations for me, for I am not at all inferior to these super apostles, even though I am nothing at all. When I was with you, I certainly gave you proof that I am an apostle, for I patiently did many signs and wonders and miracles among you. The only thing I failed to do, which I do in the other churches, was to become a financial burden to you. Please forgive me for this wrong. Now I'm coming to you for the third time, and I will not be a burden to you. I don't want what you have. I want you. After all, children don't provide for their parents. Rather, parents provide for their children. I will gladly spend myself and all I have for you, even though it seems the more I love you, the less you love me. 
Some of you admit I was not a burden to you, but others still think I was sneaky and took advantage of you by trickery. But how? Did any of the men I sent to you take advantage of you? When I urged Titus to visit you and sent our other brother with him, did Titus take advantage of you? No. For we have the same spirit and walk in each other's steps, doing things the same way. Perhaps you think we're saying these things just to defend ourselves. No, we tell you this as Christ's servants and with God as our witness. Everything we do, dear friends, is to strengthen you. For I am afraid that when I come, I won't like what I find, and you won't like my response. I am afraid that I will find quarreling, jealousy, anger, selfishness, slander, gossip, arrogance, and disorderly behavior. Yes, I am afraid that when I come again, God will humble me in your presence, and I will be grieved because many of you have not given up your old sins. You have not repented of your impurity, sexual immorality, and eagerness for lustful pleasure. This is the third time I'm coming to visit you, and as the scriptures say, the facts of every case must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. I have already warned those who had been sinning when I was there on my second visit. Now I again warn them and all others just as I did before. The next time I will not spare them. I will give you all the proof you want that Christ speaks through me. Christ is not weak when he deals with you. He is powerful among you. Although he was crucified in weakness, he now lives by the power of God. We too are weak, just as Christ was, but when we deal with you, we will be alive with him and will have God's power. Examine yourselves to see if your faith is genuine. Test yourselves. Surely you know Jesus Christ is among you. If not, you have failed the test of genuine faith. As you test yourselves, I hope you will recognize that we have not failed the test of apostolic authority. We pray to God that you will not do what is wrong by refusing our correction. I hope we won't need to demonstrate our authority when we arrive. Do the right thing before we come, even if that makes you look like we have failed to demonstrate our authority. For we cannot oppose the truth, but must always stand for the truth. We are glad to seem weak if it helps show that you are actually strong. We pray that you will become mature. I am writing this to you before I come, hoping that I won't need to deal severely with you when I do come. For I want to use authority the Lord has given me to strengthen you, not to tear you down. Dear brothers and sisters, I close my letter with these last words. Be joyful, grow to maturity, encourage one another, live in harmony and peace. Then the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet each other with a sacred kiss. All of God's people here send you their greetings. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Acts 20, starting in verse 7. On the first day of the week, we gathered with the local believers to share in the Lord's Supper. Paul was preaching to them, and since he was leaving the next day, he kept talking until midnight. The upstairs room where we met was lighted with many flickering lamps. As Paul spoke on and on, a young man named Eustachus, sitting on the windowsill, became very drowsy. Finally, he fell sound asleep and dropped three stories to his death below. Paul went down, bent over him, and took him into his arms. Don't worry, he said. He's alive. Then they all went back upstairs, shared in the Lord's Supper, and ate together. Paul continued talking to them until dawn, and then he left. Meanwhile, the young man was taken home alive and well, and everyone was greatly relieved. 
Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, It means a lot to us, even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, If you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, We would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, You can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcasts at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.